just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Immediately after Solomon reigned as king over the children of Israel, the twelve tribes quarreled and split asunder and formed two nations, Judah and Israel. Jeroboam became Israel's first king, and he did evil. He built at Bethel an altar to the calf god. During the dedication service, there had suddenly appeared a man of God declaring, O altar, behold, a male child shall be born, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee. Also men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Many years later, there was born unto King Ammon a son, Josiah by name. When he was but eight years old, his father died, and the people placed a crown upon the lad's head, and he became king of Judah. In time, the lad grew into a young man, and it came to pass, and on a certain day, he sent for Shaphan, the court scribe. Long live the king. Since I became king, I have let the court officers help judge and rule Judah. But now I am old enough to take over the reins of government. This is a happy day for Judah, your majesty. For some, perhaps, but not for others, no. I have decided to rid Judah of all images to false gods and to restore the temple, so all may again worship the true God. For this purpose, I instructed the high priest some time ago to start collecting gifts of money from the people. Go ye now to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him take the money offerings and hire overseers and workers, carpenters, builders, masons, and buy timber and hewn stone to repair the temple. Yes, Your Majesty. Have you obeyed the king's command and collected gifts of money? We have. And the response from the people was far better than we expected. And we have other news for the king. In cleaning the temple, I ran across a very ancient and interesting parchment. A parchment upon which are written the laws and exhortations of Moses. Moses? I imagine this is the original parchment, written by Moses' own hand. May I see it? Of course. I wish you would take it back to the king and tell him what it is, how it was found, and the importance of the find here. But this is the book of the law. L listen to this. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid. For the Lord thy God will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. But this is written by Moses. sure it was written by Moses? Oh, absolutely, Your Majesty. I read every word in it. It's God's own character translated into words and laws and instructions. This is providential, Shafin. These words help to strengthen my determination to rid you of all these false worships. The people will listen and believe and obey. Read every word of the parchment to me, scribe, from the beginning to the end. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. Israel hath forsaken me. I will heap mischiefs upon her. 
The day of their calamity is at hand. How could the Lord have been so merciful with Israel for so long? The Lord, he is love, your majesty. His love and mercy endureth forever. Yet sin must be punished. God never turns away any who repent and forsake their sins. So go quickly to the prophetess Huldah and inquire of the Lord if there still remains a chance for them that are left in Israel and in Judah. O king, the prophetess Huldah said unto us, The sins of Judah are so great that the Lord will bring evil upon the people, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read. The day of their salvation is past. But the prophetess said that as for thee, O king, because thine heart was tender, and thou humbled thyself, and so did weep before me, I have heard thee, saith the Lord. Thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace, and thine eyes shall not see all the evil that I will bring upon this people. Send an invitation to all people, great and small, the elders and the youth, everyone, to attend a gathering. In their hearing, I shall read to them the words out of this book of Moses. of the Lord as written by his own finger on the tables of stone at Mount Sinai. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or... Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for... Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not... At the conclusion of the reading of the book of Moses, King Josiah stood by a pillar of the temple and made a solemn covenant to keep God's holy commandments and to perform all the works that were written in the book. This day shall I make a covenant with the Lord to obey his laws and precepts. Wilt thou, my people, also make a covenant with the Lord? We will be king himself, with his high officers, went throughout the land, destroying all that remained of the high places, altars, groves, yes, and even the priests who had officiated at these heathen places of worship. In the course of time, King Josiah and his officers came to Bethel, and there they saw a peculiar and ancient altar. That altar? Tear it down. Captain, you heard his majesty. That high place and grove... Destroy them. Scribe, those sepulchres. Who is buried there? Uh, the priests, your majesty, who over the centuries have uh, burnt offerings on this altar and led the people to worship false gods. Captain, hold off destroying that altar. Scribe, have the bones taken from these sepulchres and burnt upon that altar. 
And this grave scribe, what saith it upon the stone marker? Uh, Your Majesty, this is the grave of the prophet of God who suddenly appeared when this altar was being built and pronounced a curse upon it. He said, uh, O altar, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name. And upon thee shall he offer the priests that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall he burn upon thee. Today this prophecy has been fulfilled, Your Majesty. God's word never faileth. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Let me tell you
Smilers never lose, frowners never whistle Let the sun shine in, face it with a grin Open up your heart and let the sun shine in This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Every day I'll let my little light shine Hide it under a bushel No, I'm gonna let it shine Hide it under a bushel No, I'm gonna let it shine Hide it under a bushel No, I'm gonna let it shine Every day I'll let my little light shine, shine, shine Right in the corner where you you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Rock Slide Rescue. Wouldn't you like to know a secret code? Then you could send messages that only your friends would understand. That's exactly what Willie, Chris, and Sammy do. They learn Morse code. But while you read about Willie and the danger he is in, you can learn some important lessons about trusting God. Reading about Willie and the other shoebox kids is more than just fun. It's about learning what the Bible really means at home, at school, or on the playground. Chapter 1. Buttertub Transmitters I bought the stuff, Willie Taylor announced, happily waving a small plastic bag from Radio Shack as he entered Chris Vargas's home. Now I can make a, a sender, too. A transmitter, Chris corrected, smiling. You call it a transmitter. Sending a message is the same as transmitting a message. He led the way to the kitchen table where his electronic parts were waiting. Dad wrote down the directions for us, and Sammy will be here soon. This is going to be great. Just a few weeks before, Chris and Sammy had to write a report for social studies class. When Sammy and I first read about Samuel Morse, Chris explained while they waited, we thought he was boring. Then we found out about his secret code. Willie didn't know the whole story. Why did Samuel Morse need a secret code, he asked. Chris shrugged. He wasn't really trying to keep a secret, but this was when there was no telephones. Morse invented the telegraph. What's a telegraph, Willie asked. It's a way to send messages to someone a long way away by using a wire and a transmitter. The transmitter sends buzzes of sound. Samuel Morse created a special code using short buzzes and long buzzes so people could send messages to each other. Willie pulled out a sheet of paper covered with dots and dashes. So when you write Morse code on paper, the short buzzes must be the dots and the long buzzes must be the dashes. Right, Chris agreed, and when you say them out loud, you say dit for a dot and da for a dash. Finally, Sammy arrived, proudly holding up his plastic bag. Hi, guys, he called. I hope I got everything. That electronics store is a neat place. Did you see that computer program that helps you learn Morse code? He dumped his stuff on the table by Willie's and Chris's. I saw that, Willie said. That would be a great way to really get good at sending and understanding code messages. I wish I could buy it, but it costs more money than I've got. 
Oh, well, maybe I can drop hints about getting it for my birthday or Christmas. Chris grabbed a small package and began to open it. Okay, let's get started. So this is a momentary push-button soft-feel switch. Wow, the name is bigger than the switch. Before long, each of them had a switch, a battery holder, and a little thing called a buzzer on the table in front of them. Chris stared at his stuff. My dad says this is easy. First, we connect the black wire from the buzzer and the black wire from the battery holder. He looked at his wires and frowned. How can you do that? Here, I got it, Willie said. He showed his wire connection to Chris. Just bend the little wire ends into hooks and hook them together. See? I got it, Sammy said, holding up the connected wires. I don't, Chris said, bending over his. These wires are so tiny they keep slipping away. Willie reached over and helped him. Thanks, Chris said. Okay, next we hook both the red wires to the little loops on the bottom of the buzzer. Everyone did that. Then all we do is push the switch. Ready? Everyone pushed. It works! All three boys yelled at the same time. Chris bounced out of his chair, stomped his feet, and jumped around the room while Willie howled like a wild animal. Sammy kept his buzzer buzzing. Chris's little sister, Yo-Yo, came running into the kitchen, followed closely by Mrs. Vargas. She looked worried. What's happened? What's wrong? Is everything all right? Everything's fine, Chris said, gasping for breath. Listen to this, Mrs. Vargas, Willie said when he could stop laughing. He touched the button on his buzzer several times. There, he said with a grin. I just said, hi, isn't this neat? Mrs. Vargas touched Chris's buzzer. It worked for her, too. Well, she said, it may not be the most pleasant sound, but it sounds better than all that racket I just heard coming from in here. Will you help us a minute, Mom? Chris asked. Do you save little plastic tubs, like the kind margarine or butter comes in? Sure, she answered. I have too many of them. They're on the bottom shelf in the pantry. Help yourself. Sammy frowned. What do we need butter tubs for? Chris was already digging in the pantry. You'll see, he said as he backed out. May I please use a knife to cut holes in the lids, Mom? Mrs. Vargas handed him a short, stubby knife and a small breadboard. She watched silently along with Sammy and Willie as Chris cut a rough hole in the top of all three lids. He brought the containers over to the table and worked as he talked. Dad said that to make a butter tub transmitter, you put the switch through the lid and put the other things inside the box. Oops, I guess I have to take off the switch wires first. Now I'll push it through the lid and hook up the red wires again. There, that was simple. He held up his finished project for the others to see. That's a good idea, Sammy said as he picked up one of the empty butter tubs and began to do the same thing. Willie grabbed his. This makes the whole thing easier to carry, too. Mrs. Vargas smiled as she put the knife away and went back to her sewing machine. Can I watch, Yo-Yo said hopefully. Chris moved his butter tub transmitter out of her reach. Well, okay, but don't touch anything. For a while, the boys played with their buzzers, getting the feel of their switches. Yo-Yo finally put her hands over her ears and went back to her dolls in the living room. Chris smiled and said, now let's get down to business. He got pencils and paper for each of them. Let's take turns sending messages, okay? Okay, Willie said, you go first. Go slow so we can write down the letters we hear. Don't forget what we read about shortcuts. Willie and Sammy picked up their pencils. Chris sent. 
Okay, Sammy said with a puzzled look. Here's what I got. H-I-H-O-W-R-U. Huh? Oh, I get it, Willie exclaimed. It says, hi, how are you, right? This is cool. Now it's my turn. They soon lost track of time as they sent messages and figured them out. Finally, Willie stretched his arms up in the air and wiggled his fingers. That's enough for now, he said, looking at his watch. It's almost time for Mom to come get me. Say thanks to your dad for me. This will really help us practice the code. And thanks for the butter tub. I'm glad you guys came. Let's do it again tomorrow, Chris said. I can't, Willie said. Grandpa's taking me to the county fair over in the city. We're leaving real early and staying all day, just Grandpa and me. Well, how about next Monday after school, Chris asked. I'll ask, Willie said, but I'm pretty sure I can. They both looked at Sammy. He stood still, staring into space. Wouldn't it be great, he said thoughtfully, if we could send this code for real sometime and really talk to someone? On the way home, Willie thought about what Sammy had said. He's right, Willie decided. It would be fun to use the Morse code for real someday. It would be fun to use it and really help someone. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 8, The Rock Slide Rescue, written by Sandy Zaug, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.